Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the J.D. Rucker Show. I am your host, J.D. Rucker, and uh, we've got... Actually, it's funny because I actually had like about a dozen videos that I was going to play today because I am uh, was called into on a semi-emergency situation to uh, run the LibertyDaily.com uh, today, so I thought... And don't take this the wrong way, but I thought, you know what? If I can, uh, if I can post some videos, you know, get some videos out there uh, during the show, like five minute video here, five minute video there. Then while the videos are playing, I can go and do my thing and and run the site. You know, for those who don't know, the LibertyDaily.com is a news aggregator. It's the alternative, uh, the conservative alternative to the Drudge Report. And I'm the editor over there. There's also the owner who usually will run the show or run the site on a uh, on a Tuesday, but he had an emergency. Semi, nothing bad, don't worry. A good emergency, we'll say. <laughs> he needed to go check some things out. So um, he asked me to run it, so I did, or I am. And, uh, but it's, you know, you, you, you have to keep up with the news. Like it's a 18 hours, you know, have your, have your wife bring you food kind of thing especially on heavy news days, which today just happens to be a heavy news day. We're going to be talking about some of the news that I've been covering over there. And of course, the same thing that I do over at discernreport.com. One of the reasons that discern report, I can run it on regular days, you know, when it's, even though it's hard and I can still keep up with my shows is because over there, you know, I might post 30, 40, 50 articles a day. Whereas at the Liberty daily, we post probably minimum of a hundred. Yes. Uh, was it yesterday or the day before? Uh, I think Sunday I post like 150. So it really, you got to keep up with a lot. And it's, it's an ongoing thing. I mean, as the news breaks, as the news breaks, we had um, one story, which I'm going to talk about here about Mike Pence, Mike Pence having classified documents found in his home. We had that story up within four minutes after it was reported initially. So that's kind of what we got to do. It's, it's just what we're supposed to do. You guys want the news, you want it quickly, we try to get to it quickly, which means keeping our eye on the news feeds at pretty much all times, okay? Other than sleeping, there's, you know, it's it's a constant, I, my eyes start to get really, you know, bugged out because I'm just reading the screen nonstop, feed after feed, 250 plus feeds that I'm reading through from various news sites, mostly conservative and alternative, of course, but also we do have to keep track of some of the corporate media sites just to get stories like the, the Pence story. Anyway, point is, is that reading through all those headlines, you know, it does take time. So I thought, oh, I'll just play some videos, but uh, <laughs> play, play the video and um, go from there. One video I'll be playing here soon or later in the show will be um, Ivory Hecker, who's actually going to be having her as a guest on, oh gosh, I don't have my calendar in front of me. I think it's Thursday. It might be tomorrow, but I think it's actually Thursday. One or the other. Uh, we'll have her on soon, but she did an she did a, I guess you could say she dissected the um, the uh, DeMar Hamlin controversy, conspiracy theory that maybe he's not really out there. You know, it is pretty conspicuous. I'm not jumping on that one quite yet. I love a good conspiracy theory, but we'll see. That one's a little bit. We'll see. I'll let Ivory Hecker take care of that one. So we got that coming up. Uh, I want to talk about Vladimir Zelensky and sort of the crazy things he's been doing those who have watched my show before you know i'm not a fan i'm not a fan of vladimir putin either so don't say oh you must be a russia apologist look i i am a fan of the ukrainian people who are suffering i want to support them any way i can 
not necessarily with foreign aid, but especially going into the corrupt, corrupt nation of Ukraine, where they're not seeing any of the aid, essentially. But I'm definitely not a fan of the corrupt government uh, of Ukraine, nor am I a fan of the corrupt government of Russia. So, you know, it is what it is. So I'm going to be talking about all that stuff, but I want to start kind of set the the mood with a video, <laughs> a video, this one by um, by Greg Reese. So I've got to get on my show here sometime soon. Here's Greg with uh, some some crazy discussions, as many of his discussions are. In 2003, the CIA released a classified document with the subject heading Analysis and Assessment of Gateway Process, a process that utilizes audio frequencies to achieve brain hemisphere synchronization. In order to provide a thorough evaluation, the document covers the techniques of hypnosis, biofeedback, and transcendental meditation thereby providing a modern scientific account of an ancient guarded knowledge of mankind's spiritual potential. A potential that could save humanity from the mind control tactics being used to divide and enslave us. The left brain is the mind's verbal and linear reasoning component. It categorizes and assigns meaning to incoming stimuli and passes this resulting information to the right brain, which is non-critical and accepts whatever information it is given without question. The left brain is the ego mind. It operates on autopilot and can be easily swayed by external stimuli. Most of us are unaware of this because we naturally tend to identify ourselves with the ego. We think that the ego is who we are, but in fact, it is just a part of our mental processing. The right brain is our subconscious mind, and hypnosis is a technique of directly accessing the subconscious by disengaging the ego, giving us self-awareness and control over the subconscious mind. Transcendental meditation achieves this by practicing single-minded concentration of drawing energy up from the base of the spinal cord and into the brain. With practice, this visual concentration eventually polarizes the cortex, bringing both hemispheres into balance, allowing the individual to transcend the ego mind. With biofeedback, rather than suppressing the left brain as done with hypnosis or ignoring it as done with meditation, the practitioner programs the ego mind with visualization while monitoring the physiological response, thereby programming the subconscious mind by observing the results with real-time biological feedback. The gateway process, also known as hemisync, achieves this same goal by simply listening to specific audio frequencies that bring both hemispheres of the brain into synchronicity with one another. All of these practices, some of which have been taught for millennia, have been proven effective with modern scientific tools. The gateway process has been shown to bring the entire body into a coherent vibration of approximately 7 to 7.5 cycles per second, which then creates a resonance with the electrostatic field of the earth. It is believed that this resonance is what allows the practitioner to transcend time and space, 
or in other words, allow their consciousness to leave the body without limitation. What we call physical matter is not solid at all. It is more like a highly advanced holographic image made up of different frequencies. What we experience as solid matter is actually the electromagnetic repulsion of certain frequencies. And this includes our own physical body. And so it is believed that the reason these practices work is because our consciousness is not being generated by our bodies, but rather our bodies are being generated by our consciousness. Physicists have proven that the physical world is energy and define time as a measurement of change within this energy. In order for energy to take form, it needs to be limited to a specific vibration. Energy at rest is uniformly extended without limit. It is everywhere at once. This is why humans are able to remote view, which is a term used by the military for their psychic training protocol, wherein they teach an individual to transcend space and time in order to gather information remotely. And this is how Mr. Guy Savelli was able to drop a goat from a hundred feet away with his thoughts. But most importantly, the suppression of this knowledge is how the government is able to program your subconscious mind for you without you even knowing it and control what you perceive to be reality. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Like I said, his stuff is crazy. You know, the funny part is, like I said before, I intend the the goal here, one of the goals was to play several videos today of other people, audios and videos of other people doing their thing, things that I've just been seeing, okay, and and watching myself, things that I find interesting. This isn't about ego, okay? It's not like I have to hear myself talk for four hours a day (laughs) or force you guys Listen to me, I don't mind sharing my stage with other people like people like Greg Reese. But the funny part is one of the reasons that I wanted to do so many videos, as I noted before, is that I wanted to take a break in between, you know, and, and check my feed, see what's happening in the last five, ten minutes, get a couple stories up at the libertydaily.com or discernreport.com or both, and uh and then take it from there, right? You know, except I'm sitting there and I was looking through my feed and I was listening to, to Greg Reese and keep in mind I'd already heard heard this one, obviously, but I just kept listening and listening and and as a result <clears throat> i didn't actually get any stories up during his uh his five minute deal so or however long it was so uh so i blew that one hopefully hopefully the, the future the, the next video i'll play will be less interesting so i can actually do some work well, no i'm just teasing that's probably not going to happen i'm probably not going to get a whole lot of work done in these these two hours today quick update for those who uh uh, either maybe you're new to the show. If you are, welcome, and pu- be sure to push the that button, the uh, subscribe button. Make sure that you, when you're doing a show, that you turn your phone off. That is uh, best practice, um, and it's also the also the uh, polite thing to do. You don't want your phone ringing in the middle of a show. So let me do that now. Anyway, point is, is that. Those who you hit the subscribe button, yes, thank you. Smash it, I think is what they say. Smash that subscribe button. But those who, if you aren't aware, we are shifting to two shows a week 
it looks like finally, Lord willing, we will be able to do that starting next week. Uh, my wife just got me some new suit jackets. It's great stuff. Blazers, I guess they're called. Um, good stuff. We're getting the new office all situated. And it's going to be amazing. So you'll be able to hear us or watch us on video or listen to us on audio. Uh, the first show will be airing at 2 p.m. Pacific, I'm Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific. That's Monday through Friday. That'll be two hours. We'll be live on Rumble, uh, Red Voice Media, Freedom First Network.com, of course, discernreport.com, America First Report, all those good, good places. Then we will be doing a separate show that will start at 9 p.m. Eastern, also to our show, 6 p.m. Pacific. And that one will air as well at America Out Loud talk radio and that show starts at 8 p.m pacific or eastern i know a lot of shows lots of times we're trying to get the word out and as i've said many times i know many if not most of you have been tracking the the uh, stephen crowder versus daily wire debacle shenanigans whatever and i'm not going to weigh in on that one yet i will eventually but i think if you've been watching the show for a while you already know that I've been very critical of Daily Wire and the way that they've been handling the news for a long time. And my main complaint is very similar to Crowder's, not based, not that they offered me $50 million, you know. They could, huh? if they wanted to, but I'm not saying I would take it necessarily. I'm just saying that, uh, that you know, his my complaint has always been this, that they are too careful with their news they are beholden to big tech they are okay they and i don't think they would deny it i've interviewed jeremy boring before okay um generally speaking i like the guys over there but i do know that they are milk toast lukewarm i guess they're careful because they're trying to play the corporate game do you ever feel like you're stuck in a rut break out of it and take control of your future by training for a new career at arc labs welding school in as little as six months you can learn the skills employers are looking for and start a new career in an important and in-demand field from complete beginner to industry veteran we have classes for all skill levels featuring hands-on training on a schedule that works for you stop thinking about a new career and make it happen classes are enrolling now visit arclabs.edu to get started today Okay, in the big tech corporate game is the way I should put it. They get so much traffic from Facebook, just Facebook alone. We can talk about Google. We can talk about Twitter, Instagram, all those other places, but just Facebook alone. And because they rely so heavily on Facebook to drive their traffic, drive their revenue, they cannot talk about, they cannot come out, for example, and say, the jabs are killing people. They can't come out and say the 2020 election was stolen. Many of the 2022 elections were stolen. They can't say those things because if they do, they will be yanked right off the the big tech tech teat that they are sucking on. And I don't like that at all. I'm I'm sorry, you know. And to now to be clear, I'm not a huge fan of Steven Crowder either. Now, not uh, nothing against him personally, okay? To be clear, I don't know any very much about him. Um he's funny, he's entertaining. I like those things that he does with the, you know, ask me or prove me wrong thing. Okay, that's that's clever. That's great. Okay? And some of the dialogues there are good. And some of the discussions they have on the show are pretty good, but for the most part, they are 
it seems to be more about entertainment than anything else. And I know there's a place for that. It's just not my taste. Okay. That's it. It's not again, nothing personal. It's just not my cup of tea. Right. I know a lot of people like horror movies. I don't like horror movies. Okay. Not my cup of tea. I'm not saying that horror movies are necessarily bad, not ripping on horror movies or Steven Crowder, nor am I comparing Steven Crowder to a horror movie in case that rumor gets started or not. What I'm saying is, is that, is that it's just, you know, point is this, is that with all of these changes that are happening in the world and with all the challenges that we're faced with as conservatives, as Christians, as both, many of us, we, if we have to make a choice, we either tell the truth or we tell partial truths and stay in the mainstream. And I have chosen to do the first. I want. I just want to tell the truth, which means that I have to get on Rumble, writing on BitChute, which means that I have to put a handful of shows that are safe, which there are very few of them, and usually only portions of a show. Actually, I haven't even posted a full show once over at YouTube yet, but we're, you know, we, we have a YouTube channel where we post some stuff. The whole idea there is to get them back to one of these channels that you're actually listening to me on right now. Uh, but America Out Loud Talk Radio, we're talking to terrestrial radio stations. I just got off the phone with a nice gentleman in Tennessee that we're probably going to be getting on there. The point I'm trying to make is this, is that because we won't bow to big tech, Google, Facebook, anybody else, we need to do what we can to spread the word otherwise. And that's where I rely on you. Please hit the subscribe button. Please share the video with friends. Unfortunately, today's show is going to be a lot of other videos, not me, so we'll see. But when we get back, we're going to talk about Mike so stay stay tuned yeah, folks if you were listening to this show watching this show chances are you have my pillow products i'm here to tell you that you need more and the reason being is well twofold number one because there's some amazing sales going on at mypillow.com right now but number two because frankly they're hurting i don't want to yeah, I'm not saying this, I'll probably get in trouble for even saying it, but I can tell you based upon sales, I can tell you based upon reactions that I've been receiving from other other show hosts, other other uh, conservative news outlets, that my pillow sales have gone down dramatically. They are hurting just like the rest of us. I mean, many of us are hurting. The vast majority of us are hurting. But if you can, whether you've got a my pillow or not, take a moment, support this America First company, support Mike Lindell, support the show by going to mypillow.com and using Promo code JDR. That's mypillow.com promo code JDR or call 1 800 862 0382. That's 1 800 862 0382. Promo code JDR. Help out two America First companies. During the break, somebody left a comment saying, hey, you know, if you're so against. Daily Wire and all these other lukewarm milk toast news outlets. Why do you link to them at discernreport.com? Why do you link to them at, at the libertydaily.com? And the reason being is because, look, these, these corporate concern sites, it's the easiest way to put it. Yeah, like, I know a lot of people say that they're controlled opposition. That may be true. I have a, I guess, maybe a stauncher definition of controlled opposition. I think that they're just opportunistic, you know, conservative media. I mean, they do a great job, for example, with the cultural Marxism. They, you know, Matt Walsh over there with his stuff like, you know, what is a woman and 
all that stuff. They do a fantastic job. They're talking about the economy. They do a very good job. So we, I link to stories. It's not about the sources per se. Like over at thelibertydaily.com, we will link to local news sources and like uh, local CBS affiliates or Fox affiliates or whatever. We'll link to Fox News. Which is definitely, obviously, a you know, controlled opposition of sort. You've got Washington Examiner controlled opposition, Washington Times controlled opposition. But we'll link sometimes to these places because it's the story that's important. Look, just because a place isn't ideologically perfectly aligned doesn't mean that we won't link to them. And we'll link to the Daily Wire fairly regularly because sometimes they get the story. And that's the important part. I can still be against their philosophy when it comes to dealing with big tech, when it comes to not telling the truth about the vaccines, about climate change, about any of the controversial topics, about groomers, anything like that, voter fraud, the things that people aren't supposed to talk about. Klaus Schwab, George Soros, Bill Gates, Barack Obama, the Rothschilds, anyone associated with the liberal world order. Look, if they don't want to talk about that, that's their prerogative. We can still link to them and talk about their stories, even if it's not exactly what we want. You get the idea. So so that's the, the answer to that question. Um, yeah. And occasionally, a story will even come from someplace, an, an evil news outlet like CNN. And that's where today's story, or one of today's stories, came from, as a matter of fact. the They were the ones that broke the Mike Pence, Mike Pence document story. If you haven't heard, I'm going to go ahead and go there. So let's pull that up. Uh, first on CNN, classified documents found at Mike Pence's Indiana home. Dum, dum, dum. According to the article, a lawyer for former Vice President Mike Pence discovered about a dozen documents marked as classified at Pence's Indiana home that last week. And he has turned those over, those classified records, over to the FBI. Multiple sources familiar with the matter told CNN. The FBI and the Justice Department's National Security Division have launched a review of the documents and how they ended up in Pence's house in Indiana. And let's just stop right there real quick. <laughs> this apparently, I guess, is is an ongoing thing. I know it's just been so far. It's just been Joe Biden and uh, and Mike Pence. But a lot of the things for, that were found from uh, at Biden's home, apparently he had gotten when he was a senator. So we're talking about like like over a decade ago, okay? He was a senator in 2008, folks. So, I mean, I mean, he's had documents from 2008 at the very latest, probably earlier than that, in his home. Give me a break. And that does tell us maybe there, maybe we have a huge problem with this. How do these documents get into the homes of a vice president? How do these documents get into the homes of a of a sitting president? But the, got there allegedly before he became sitting president now for those of you who are going to say well but trump okay here's the thing trump was president of the united states when those documents were taken trump as president of the united states has unilateral power to declassify any documents and he did so their attempt to go after trump for this the department of justice it seems that there's a lot of possibilities here it seems Perhaps they got they got trumped by the deep state, which I know you'll you'll say, but parts of the department of many in the Department of Justice are part of the deep state. Absolutely. I agree. But apparently there might be some wires crossed, or maybe this is all just one big plan. But it seems as if maybe, just maybe, if the deep state was playing a long game here, 
maybe they prompted the FBI to go after <clears throat> Trump and to get all the Democrats saying, oh, classified documents, bad, classified documents, bad. And then all of a sudden they say, oh, by the way, <laughs> we found some over over Joe's house, too. As a matter of fact, we found some over at Joe's library. Heck, we found some in Joe's car. I think Hunter Biden's been been sharing them with everybody. Maybe they, they, the whole Trump raid, and I'm not trying to get into, start a new conspiracy theory, but maybe the whole Trump raid was designed by the deep state to go after Joe Biden. And then with this new thing with Mike Pence, what is this telling us? You know, I the article that I posted over at thelibertydaily.com and other places was insinuating or stating, I guess, I didn't insinuate, I stated that, you know, this is the, the uniparty swamp being taken down. And what is it the deep state? Is it just their idiots? Is it both? It's probably both. That's what I surmise. But this is all above my pay grade. Okay. I do get it's funny. And, and uh, this is funny and sad. I was alerted to this last week. I couldn't corroborate it. I have a, a uh, source who, oddly enough, it's funny part is this source is, has to do with national security. This is a foreign foreign affairs expert who said, hey, you know, it sounds like they, they got some some documents over at Pence's house. I'm like, what? And I looked around, I, I checked around, called some other sources, couldn't corroborate it. And this particular source, by the way, that had leaked this information to me, um, has proven to be fairly unreliable in the past. Not, that's, that's a mischaracterization. Hopefully that source isn't listening. Um, this source has been wrong before. Otherwise reliable, we'll say reliable eight out of ten times. But with a story like that, I couldn't run with it, so I couldn't talk about it because I couldn't corroborate it anywhere from anybody. Um, and in this case, it turned out to be true. And yeah, that's that's the you know in the in the game of of journalism, especially in twenty twenty three. You know, I know that most sources go with the whole idea of you know first is best, no matter what. My perspective is I want to be right. Okay. And without corroboration at all, again, I tried from anybody I could get, get a hold of, and nobody, nobody would even, nobody had heard of it. So I thought, this is another one of those ones that are that are incorrect. I've got some great sources. I've got some some decent sources. This source is decent, and I couldn't run with a decent source. I'll do a one-source source story if I'm sure that source is super, super, super reliable. In this case, I didn't, I didn't take a shot, so I didn't get to break the story. And that's unfortunate, but hey, I would rather be right and second than first and wrong. Let's get back to this article, though. Enough about me. Who cares about me? Let's go to Mike Pence. (laughs) The classified documents were discovered at Pence's new home in Carmel, Indiana, by a lawyer for Pence in the wake of the revelations about classified material discovered in Joe Biden's private office and residence, the source said. Sources said. The discovery comes after Pence has repeatedly said he did not have any classified documents in his possession. Uh-oh. Now, I hope you guys caught the important part there. Discovered at my at Pence's new home in Carmel, Indiana. New home. I wonder how new it is. And I wonder, what were these documents about? Were they protective? Was he trying to go after somebody? Was it just a, oops, you know, went took him home to go study them for for a briefing and forgot to, to turn him back in, you know, revoke his, his national security clearance library card or whatever. I don't know. But the fact that it's a new home, I think that's conspicuous because it's not like chances are, depending on whether they're considering to be new, 
chances are this isn't something from like 2017 okay that he just he took home and whatever i don't know we'll see more more to come from this i am sure uh it is not yet clear back to the article it is not yet clear what the documents are related to or their level of sensitivity or classification pence's team plans to notify congress on tuesday okay (laughs) it's tuesday Pence asked his lawyer to conduct a search of, oh, oh, it was Pence that did it. Oh. Pence asked his lawyer to conduct a search of his home out of an abundance of caution. The attorney began going through four boxes stored at Pence's house last week, finding smaller number, a smaller number of, cl- of documents with classified markings, the source said. Do you ever feel like you're stuck in a rut? Break out of it and take control of your future by training for a new career at Arc Labs Welding School. In as little as six months, you can learn the skills employers are looking for and start a new career in an important and in-demand field. From complete beginner to industry veteran, we have classes for all skill levels featuring hands-on training on a schedule that works for you. Stop thinking about a new career and make it happen. Classes are enrolling now. Visit arclabs.edu to get started today. Pence's lawyer immediately alerted the National Archives, the source said. In turn, the archives informed the Department or the Justice Department. A lawyer for Pence told CNN that the FBI requested to pick up the documents with classified marking, markings that evening, and Pence agreed. Agents from the FBI's field office in Indianapolis picked up the documents from Pence's home, the lawyer said. On Monday, Pence's legal team drove the boxes back to Washington, D.C. and handed them over to the archives to review the rest of the material for compliance with the Presidential Records Act. In a letter to the National Archives obtained by CNN, Pence's representative to the archives, uh, Greg Jacob, wrote that a small number, this is a quote, small number of documents bearing classified markings were inadvertently boxed and transported to the vice president's home. You know, and and before, let me stop right there. Before, anybody says, oh, this isn't like Joe. Look. It doesn't matter. It could have been nuclear codes. Okay. It could have been, it could have been, you know, all the, the missing CIA documents showing they killed uh, JFK. Okay. It it could have been anything. And no matter what it was, they would have said uh, the quote of the, what is it? um, Small number of documents bearing classified markings were inadvertently boxed and transported to the vice president's home. That would be the case no matter what the documents were. Okay, so so take that with a grain of salt. That is standard downplay, downplay, downplay. Okay, they've got enough controversies in D.C. And you might say, but he's a Republican. Wouldn't they go after him if it were true? Yeah, maybe. It, it really just depends on who they're going after at that particular moment, who's in charge of that particular thing, who knows about it. That determines how they handle it. Now, all of this is mighty suspicious. All of this is very concerning. I'm not worried about the classified nature of the documents. I'm worried about why is this all coming out right now? I'm worried about, is this part of a greater plan? And like I said, I would not, I'm not suggesting this is the case. I'm saying it's definitely possible that um, Donald Trump, his, the the whole raid and all the drama surrounding Mar-a-Lago and going through, through uh, Melania's drawers and, and going through Barron's room and all this other stuff, it could have been that was just to get the Uniparty swamp trapped. I don't know. I don't think that's the case. But until we know the truth, and we probably will never know the truth definitively, but until we have a better idea of what the truth is, 
we have to look at every possible option. And maybe, just maybe, the Uniparty Swamp has, has uh, I don't know, um, maybe they're no longer useful to the powers that be, the global elite cabal. Maybe taking down the United States of America, which is one of their ultimate goals, includes taking down everybody, including the their allies within the Uniparty Swamp, such as Joe Biden and Mike Pence. Two of the biggest allies of of the Uniparties of the uh, the powers that be, the powers of principalities, will say, could they be getting thrown under the bus? It's possible. It's also possible that this is a nothing burger. That oh my gosh, you no, know, that he was he was taking home classified documents about about you know why the you know, he was doing research about about something from the eighteen hundreds. I don't know something. I don't know why that would be classified, but you get the idea. Maybe it wasn't that big of a deal. Maybe it had nothing to do with national security. Maybe it had nothing to do with anything that would be of importance. Maybe this really is just a nothing burger. But the fact that it's all coming out now still rings my alarm bells. It doesn't ring them real loud. I'm not like saying, oh, my gosh, you know, call everybody. Let's let's get a deep investigation of this. Somebody get, uh... <laughs> okay, I'm not going to make that joke. Um <laughs> <laughs> got to keep it classy not going to make that joke okay so put it, <laughs> let me save myself let me get back to the article real quick that's that's probably the safest bet at this point uh vice president pence was unaware of the existence of sensitive or classified documents at his personal residence uh, let me stop right there one more time I, I know i keep interrupting myself on the article but listen if you're i don't care who you are i don't you can be president vice president you could be Middle manager at a Taco Bell doesn't matter. When you have something that's that's that important, documents that are considered to be that important, classified. If they're on your possession, you keep track of them. If you took them home, you make sure they go back. I don't see how. I mean, I seriously, I'm not kidding you. I get, I get like, obviously not anymore. But I'm for those of you old enough to remember the days of going to Blockbuster and renting movies. You know, I was that guy. I could tell you what movies we had at any given moment. I know that sounds like not that big of a deal, but you have to understand, we used to watch lots of movies. Young parents, raising kids, not a lot of money. I mean, Blockbuster was was like our life, okay? <laughs> we did so much. And I would always know, okay, so we got to get this one back. This is a two-day rental. This is a three-day rental, okay? So we, we're going to time this. Yeah, I mean, that, I didn't want to get any late fees, it was it wasn't like super important, but you know, oh my gosh, make sure you get that back in the case as soon as possible. Okay, we don't want that loose. You know, what if what if there's like an earthquake? But but dad, we're in Oklahoma. Well, you never know. I mean, again, I'm point I'm trying to make is it seems that my care and knowledge of blockbuster video VHS tapes was greater than what these morons allegedly had as far as the care they were giving to classified documents. Now, maybe they had more on their mind, okay? Leaders of the free world, maybe it's like, oh, you know, I can see how that slipped your mind because you were dealing with with Afghanistan, because you were dealing with with uh, Antifa, because you were whatever. You, you had, you, you were about to, to return the 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 uh, documents, but then you got a call from Xi Jinping, and it's like, oh, hey, What's up, Jing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's what's going through their head. But the point is that when they say that these people were unaware, they're always unaware. That scares me because either we have liars or we have idiots or we have both. 
which is it? Because it can't be neither. That's not an option. We're talking about classified documents in your home. Any non-idiot would know to get classified documents back where they're supposed to be because they're classified. Running out of time, so as Joe Biden might say. So let me go ahead and finish the article. Uh, Unaware, yada, yada, yada. Vice President Pence understands the high importance of protecting sensitive and classified information and stands ready and willing to cooperate fully with National Archives and any appropriate inquiry. I like how they didn't say investigation or mention the FBI or anything like that. The classified material was stored in boxes that first went to Pence's temporary home in Virginia. Okay, so that answered my question from before. Uh, first went to Pence's temporary home in Virginia before they were moved to Indiana, according to the sources. The boxes were not in a secure area. But once the classified documents were discovered, the sources said they were placed inside a safe location in the house. There's a lot more to it. I'm not going to read it. You guys get the idea. Idiots, liars, or both, probably both. And it does seem like the deep state is going after them. We'll go into foreign affairs after the break, start talking about Vladimir Zelensky. So stay tuned. There's a reason Klaus Schwab, Joe Biden, and the globalist elites want your life savings locked in IRAs and other portfolio management schemes that they control. They can keep your money tied up in woke ESG funds, even if doing so will lose you money. Patriots are quickly moving their investments to self-directed IRAs backed by physical precious metals. Unfortunately, most companies that work in this field are beholden to Democrats the Chinese Communist Party, the WEF, and others who are pushing us toward a digital dollar. I have identified three precious metals companies that believe in America first. These companies make it easy for you to move your retirements and investment to a self-directed IRA backed by physical precious metals. Go to jdrucker.com slash gold. That's jdrucker.com slash gold. Okay, so we're going to get to Vladimir Zelensky a little bit later. I do want to play this video, uh, part of the video by uh, by Ivory Hecker talking about the Demar Hamlin situation, and then I'll be back to. Well, I probably won't have time to give my thoughts, but I'll be back to get us to the next segment. So stay tuned. All right, see if you notice anything strange about Demar Hamlin's first public appearance attending the Buffalo Bill games. Yesterday, take a look. Looks like DeMar Hamlin is in the building. Yes, if they show him in the stadium in any capacity, it will blow the doors off of this place. DeMar Hamlin just showed up, and it looks like his mom and his little brother is there. Oh, we love to see it. Stay tuned. This is the Bengals. Bills coming up on CBS. Every day is spoken. 
Most of the family said despite being out of the hospital, he still has a lengthy recovery. He requires oxygen and he has his heart rate monitored regularly, but he is in upbeat. He's positive. Jamar stood up, right? Yeah, he did. This is it right here. What a scene. Oh. That's what's his sign. What a beautiful, triumphant story that galvanized this entire nation. Shout out to Chief Nerd who compiled every clip of Damar Hamlin's appearance at the Buffalo Bill games yesterday. What was noteworthy is that you could not see his face in a single shot. Why is he wearing sunglasses, a mask, and a hood? You can barely even see the skin on his face the entire game. In a winter coat, he, he had to be burning up. Why? Was he disguised in every single clip? You, why didn't he turn to the camera? Uh, I'm going to go over some key questions. A lot of people think this is an imposter. We're going to look at any evidence uh, as to whether that is true. So before we dive into that, shout out to the sponsor of my coverage. Households can expect a massive increase in their internet bills. A new report reveals the largest internet service providers in the country plan to increase costs to offset new business fees and expenses. That means customers like you and me end up with the bill. For example, the price of modern, uh, of, of a modem rental and internet package are both anticipated to rise. These are su- uh, the same kind of companies that routinely increase their price 18 to 31 percent a year without ever notifying the customer. That's why tens of thousands of savvy households have turned to this amazing portable device to help save them money every month on their internet bill and beat the internet service giants. It lets you keep your current Wi-Fi service while boosting its, its signal to reach dead spots throughout your home, saving you money in the process. This tiny gadget eliminates the stress uh, of unreliable and frustrating Wi-Fi, so you don't have to give these companies more money upgrading your service. Internet service providers hate it, so get it while you still can before they ban it. If you guys have Xfinity, like we do in Texas, you definitely need this. Xfinity's been spotty AF. Anyway, get it now for 55% off with my link down below. During the new year sale by going to boostthewifi.com, link down below before internet service providers ban it. All right, let's dive into what's really going on with Damar Hamlin and why so many people feel that that was not him at the Buffalo Bills game yesterday, which, by the way, the Bills lost. They are out of the playoffs. And here's the interesting thing. It was against the Bengals. It was Bills versus Bengals when it all went down for Damar. When he dropped back with that cardiac arrest in the field on January 2nd, they were playing the Bengals. That game was canceled. So they were getting back together with the Bengals. And boom, there was DeMar, but we couldn't see his face. He keeps his face turned away from the camera, even though on social media, he's all about the fans now. 
Do you ever feel like you're stuck in a rut? Break out of it and take control of your future by training for a new career at Arc Labs Welding School. In as little as six months, you can learn the skills employers are looking for and start a new career in an important and in-demand field. From complete beginner to industry veteran, we have classes for all skill levels featuring hands-on training on a schedule that works for you. Stop thinking about a new career and make it happen. Classes are enrolling now. Visit arclabs.edu to get started today. Allegedly, that's him posting, but people are wondering if it's really him. What condition is he really in? Is he still alive? Because that footage seemed so off yesterday. Uh, my friend Stu Peters is asking a lot of questions today. He says, quote, I'm a real conspiracy theorist now. Sorry for questioning how a man having to use oxygen is now carrying oxygen, wearing a mask with a pep in his step. After dying suddenly and being brought back with rib-breaking CPR before a skin-lightening procedure, nobody was beaming with excitement or happiness after the prayer-answered miracle we were told about. The rest of the family was shown, why not Damar? Why did everyone look so nervous? Why was he in a heated suit wearing clothes that would have kept him warm on the Arctic shelf? Why was he wearing sunglasses in a blizzard? Something is not right here. Now, those are some good questions, and it's not just Stu asking these questions. There are questions galore. If you're just tuning in, I want to show you again some of the clips uh, of DeMar yesterday at the Buffalo Bills game. ESPN showing this clip, you guys. Bring this up now. That's DeMar in the red suit coming in right there. Why is he so bundled up? sunglasses, mask, hood, and darting away very quickly into a separate room with security guarding it. If that's really Damar and he's doing so well, why can we barely see him? All right, let's look at the Buffalo Bills in collaboration with the NFL highlighting Damar themselves a couple of times here. Here it is. Looks like DeMar Hamlin is in the building. Yes, if they show him in the stadium in any capacity, it will blow the doors off of this place. DeMar Hamlin just showed up, and it looks like his mom and his little brother is there. Oh, we love to see it. Stay tuned. It's the Bengals. Bills coming up on CBS. Good job, what looks like DeMar. They shattered him out multiple times on their Instagram. Here he is again. Back of his head, wearing that big old snowsuit. Here, and Jamar stood up, right? Yeah, he did. This is it right here. What a scene. Oh. That's what's, what that's a shot. You can totally tell who that is. Not. So, of course, the question's on here. What a beautiful, triumphant story that galvanized if this entire nation. If you look at the right here on their Instagram. Uh, they said, until you show his face, you cannot convince that that Damar is at the game or still alive. Uh, so there you go. Uh, a lot of questions about whether this is really Damar. Uh, someone created a, a collage of shots of Damar. And you'll notice right here. It says, quote. And he can't turn around and wave at the camera to his fans? Exactly. Not a single time did he wave at the camera. 
it's all the back of his head. And when it's the front of his head, it's through a snowstorm. So you can't see his face. Someone else tweeted this. This is from his Instagram, which we're going to take a look at. Quote, this is his IG. There is no room for an oxygen mask. Exactly. Now, the Associated Press reported that he still needs to be on an oxygen mask. You know, or is is it? I don't know. Is is uh, that why he's wearing a mask to hide like some sort of uh, oxygen use? But people are saying there's no room for an oxygen mask there. Is that really him? Why in every image is he so masked up, and we can't really tell whether that is him? Okay, so the conspiracy theories are raging, uh, raging. I'll show you one thing. People are, you know, they're talking all about this heart heart that he keeps flashing and someone said oh no that's not a heart that's the illuminati sign and they put the triangle for the illuminati that this guy is flashing illuminati sign someone responded yeah he throws up that pyramid and then the devil horn 666 sign three in each hand it's a big club and you ain't in it crazy but my brothers in christ we have been sent from god to vanquish this evil who's with me so people are just really uh, asking a lot of questions. Now, let me let me show you some other images because Demar's full face has been shown since his uh, cardiac arrest on January second. Let's take a look. Demar actually shortly after, just days after his cardiac arrest, he apparently FaceTimed rapper Meek Mill and he put it on his Instagram. Uh, this sports reporter screenshotted and showcased it. So here's uh, Meek Mill, and this is a big merch guy, I guess. I forget his name. That's Damar Hamlin, uh, tiny image in the lower corner. This is obviously a screenshot from Damar Hamlin's Instagram where he writes, back working, back smiling. So the reporter zooms in on his face. Now, this is allegedly our first visual of Damar Hamlin from January 7th, five days after his accident where he died and was resuscitated. Interestingly, that his his relative said that he actually uh, was resuscitated twice, once at the hospital, once on the field, but then uh, a, a spokesperson for the family backtracked and said, no, that's not true. He's only been resuscitated once. Um, that was after the relative went on uh, on. TV saying on CNN saying, no, he was resuscitated twice. So there's conflicting stories. And then the doctor's press conference, uh, the doctors do this big press conference, which is, I highlighted on my YouTube. And a lot of my viewers asked to so hold on, like, isn't this against HIPAA that these doctors just what a day or two after Damar died and was resuscitated, these doctors are giving every intricate detail of him. Isn't that against HIPAA? But the two doctors doing the press conference had conflicting stories. One said that he was resuscitated twice, once on the field, once in the hospital, just like uh, DeMar's relative said on CNN. And then later, towards the end of the press conference, the other doctor said, no, 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 he was only resuscitated once. Now, when I played those two clips, I had doctors reach out to me who said, well, it could be, you know, I, I guess resuscitation is a term that ju doesn't just mean restarting someone's heart. It can mean other other things to bring uh, someone, make someone do better. So 
I don't know. People have a lot of questions about the conflicting stories here. Let's look at DeMar's uh, Twitter because he's been really posting a lot now that he's doing better. And you see this, this, this implies that, you know, this video right here posted January 15th, which is uh, 13 days after his cardiac arrest. You know, it's like, oh, he's back in the field, but that's clearly something from, you know, a, f- a file photo from before because he has not suited up since his near death experience. Um, but he tweeted this saying, my heart is with my guys as they compete today, supporting from home. As I focus on my recovery, nothing I want more than to be out there with them. LFG, let's effing go. Bill's mafia. Uh, okay. Let's look at his full Twitter. Cause check this out. He's, uh, he's rolling in the donut. Now, there were millions of dollars uh, donated to his charity when uh, when this accident happened. Uh, and now he's also selling T-shirts, which he says these the, the proceeds from these will actually go to the UC Trauma Center. Uh, but he's also now check this out, you guys. He just posted this clone. I think he's responding to all the rumors. Um, you can just show your face if people are, people are responding saying after ev- what everyone's done for you, you can just show your face. I think it's pretty shameful that he won't show his face. Why do people think he's dead? Damar, a lot of chatter that it wasn't really you at the game, never saw your face. How about posting a picture of yourself now? Uh, we want to make sure you're okay. Make a video of yourself responding to a tweet. So they're begging for clarity from Damar as to whether this is really him. Instead, he posts another extremely obscure picture of himself, allegedly himself, where he's his his face is completely cloaked in shadow. Um, but he has been posting a lot of merch. See, here's here's uh, the coats he's selling as well. So he's kind of rolling in the in the dough with merch which look who who wouldn't capitalize on going so viral and make some money off of it i mean his medical bills are probably pretty big after this right i'm not going to hate on him selling merch but if he is actually not doing good and someone is selling merch on his behalf that is pretty dirty and i wouldn't put the put it past the nfl to figure out a way to make that Buffalo Bills game get more views, right? If he's at the game, it's going to be a lot more uh, viral and, and talked about. So if they can't get DeMar out there in person, would they stoop so low as to bring a lookalike out there? We all hope not, right? But a lot of people are questioning whether the NFL and Buffalo Bills did this for hype, for ratings, for TV views, you know, uh, maybe for ticket sales. Okay, so let me just stay for the record up front. This is extremely interesting stuff. I still think I'll put it at about a 90% chance that DeMar Hamlin is still alive, okay? But 10% is a lot, especially if that's the case, then this is a huge story and what in the world is going on. That's why I wanted to cover this. And I'll ask... Uh, I'll ask Ivory Hecker more about it when I get her on the show again. I forget if it's Wednesday or Thursday, but but she'll be she'll be on the show here very soon, and I'll see if she's got any updates. See what's going on there. It's interesting enough because if we've learned anything since 2020, uh, since 
really 2019, but but really it all started going crazy in 2020. If we've learned anything, it's that no matter how crazy something might sound, it doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong. Okay. And if if they're not if Demar Hamlin's not gonna come out and say, hey guys, you know, I'm here, this is me, it's not a deep fake, it's not some body double wearing sunglasses and a mask and a hoodie. Eh, I don't know. It's all sorts of just crazy. I hope that he is still alive. That would be a great story. Um, if this is a cover-up, some kind of conspiracy, then that's just another horrible story. And, and look, guys, I hate horrible stories. We've had too many of them. Too many of them. After the break, um, now we'll start talking about Vladimir Zelensky. So, so stay tuned. My good friend, Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, he left us way too early. So sad that he is gone, uh, but his legacy does continue. We do still support his foundation. We still support his company that is still benefiting the, the masses across the world. Those who have either been jabbed or maybe you've been been um, exposed to those who may be shedding on you. That's uh, becoming more and more likely as being the case more times you're jabbed, the worse off you are, and the more you're likely to shed on others. Now, even if you've never been jabbed, you're not around other people very often, you should still consider getting Z-Detox or Z-Stack Life Protocol, either one. Both of them will help your immune system. It's been demonstrated by scientists, demonstrated by doctors, including Dr. Zev Zelenko. So go to ZStackLife.com slash freedom. That's ZStackLife. Dot com slash freedom and get Z Detox or Z Stack Life Protocol today. Anyone who's familiar with my show or listened to my show before knows that I am a, a very huge proponent of preparedness. Uh, I haven't always been. I didn't become a prepper until really 2021. But since then, I've been working diligently to find companies that offer the things that we need. And if the crap hits the fan, I want to be ready for it. And I want you to be ready for it, too. I picked up some sponsors for long-term storage food, for precious metals, for, for solar power. I've got a candle sponsor. We've got, you know, uh, antibiotics for for storage, just in case the, the pharmaceutical supply chain goes down. we got med kits, nutraceuticals, um, natural survival. We've got guns and ammo. You can buy them, buy them by going to J.D. Rucker dot com slash prepare jd rucker dot com slash prepare bug out bags the works so so stock up now while you still can do you ever feel like you're stuck in a rut break out of it and take control of your future by training for a new career at arc labs welding school in as little as six months you can learn the skills employers are looking for and start a new career in an important and in-demand field. From complete beginner to industry veteran, we have classes for all skill levels featuring hands-on training on a schedule that works for you. Stop thinking about a new career and make it happen. Classes are enrolling now. Visit arclabs.edu to get started today. So I had a comment during the break. I want to be very, 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 very clear. The, the video earlier, I think segment one, with Greg Reese, I get it. It's all sorts of transcendental, anti-Christian, 
Buddhist stuff. I think it's kind of Buddhist, kind of Hindu, kind of crazy stuff. The point there, I was hopefully, sometimes I take for granted that everybody understands that I'm a Bible-believing Christian. And sometimes I take for granted that everybody listening is firm and secure in their faith. I know that's not necessarily always the case. So I don't want anybody... We often look to the secular world to get an understanding. And to me, when I'm I'm watching that video, I'm taking I'm like, wow, okay, so that that makes sense as far as how how God created uh not just how not how he created, but but in this world that he has created, how things interact. And sometimes I forget, you know, you, you can't there's there's certain, I guess you could say forbidden knowledge. And what what Greg Reese was talking about with vibrations and frequencies and how, you know, everything's basically just a very, very um, sophisticated hologram. All of this jibes with, from a biblical understanding. If you are secure in your faith, if not, this could take you down totally wrong path. So I get it. I, in retrospect, I probably shouldn't have played it. Okay. At least not without better context without explaining before and after what the real takeaways were from that. And again, to me, the takeaways really had more to do with, with seeing the, the miracle, just, just as an example, okay. Of uh, how I feel when it comes to that sort of stuff or, you know, anything we, we, were, we were talking about eggs and chickens the other day. I was talking to you know, about how we were talking about how, uh, you know, should we raise chickens? And I'm actually going to be playing a video uh, that I made the other day telling people to raise chickens. That'll be next segment. But, but, um, you know, the, the question came down to, well, is it, well, not, it wasn't a question. I was being, I was trying to explain how it's amazing that chickens are able to produce these eggs. You know, many, most chickens, I think, I think most, maybe if not many are able to produce like an egg a day. So, you know, family of, of four with, uh, with a half a dozen to a dozen chickens, they should have all the eggs that they need every day, right? Makes sense. And that's God's God's creation. And then, but I had somebody who's not a Christian explain. Well, no, you know, it was through through husbandry and grooming, not grooming, uh, husbandry and uh, um, you know, uh, breeding them properly and only only using the right chickens. I'm like, guys, that's still don't don't say, oh, just because. Man participated in something doesn't mean that this wasn't part of God's plan. As a matter of fact, I'm certain that it was. Today, we have access as Americans, as people across the world, we have access to these amazing animals that can essentially turn turn grass and worms and stuff into into eggs, and that we can get them at such a frequency that that almost seems unnatural, <laughs> or as I like to call it, supernatural. Point being is that you know, whether through through husbandry, whether through they were created like that or they were evolved like that or how whatever you want to think about it, it still comes down to it's amazing that as of today, right now, in 2023, and for, for years, decades, centuries, millennia, chickens have been a great source of ongoing protein without much effort. I mean, it's just it's not as hard to raise chickens as it is to raise cows or goats, you need a lot more space and you get in, in the long run, you get a lot more protein out of the chickens than, than out of the cows or, or the goats. Now, granted you got milk, 
that you get from them. That's a different type of protein, yada, yada, yada. But you get the idea. Point being is that it still absolutely blows my mind. And as a Bible-believing Christian, you can throw whatever science you want at me. I'm not going to be dissuaded from my perspective that God created chickens so that we could have eggs, and a lot of them. So point being is that with Greg Reese, I should have put more context to it. And, and unfortunately, I don't have, I'm not going to do that now. It's after the fact. Just if you didn't watch it or if you watch it later, there is a risk that you can get into a, a really crazy place if you just take it at face value as he was describing it versus applying a biblical worldview to it. That's really what was required. Anyway, you get the idea. So let's talk about Vladimir Zelensky. You know, he just dumped a bunch of people out of his government. And before I get to the story, I want to explain how corruption works. First and foremost, let's let's call it the way it is. Vladimir Zelensky, you might be a fan. I don't care. Okay. Vladimir Zelensky and the Ukrainian government in general for years, but Vladimir Zelensky specifically today is one of, if not the most corrupt politician in the world. And this wasn't just the this wasn't just based upon the rise of this uh his fame as a result of the Russian invasion. He was corrupt long before that. He's a puppet. He was placed there. And he was placed there not just by by you know, greedy people. He was placed there by powers and principalities, the powers that be. He's always been a favorite of the World Economic Forum, the Council for Inclusive Capitalism, the United Nations. They've all adored him since before he was elected. And he did, for anybody who doesn't remember, he did participate in the first impeachment of Donald Trump. I've always said, look, he could have very easily uh, come out. And I was saying this years ago, long before he became, everybody was, knows, his, knows his name and knows his face. I was talking about him saying, why isn't he coming out and saying, hey, guys, no, I wasn't pressured. Why are you impeaching Trump? It was a perfect phone call. Like he said, yeah, it kind of sucks. He was, he was uh, asking for this, asking for that. and But, hey, nothing. This was just he's trying to get what he wants. We're trying to get what we want. That's how it works. No, he didn't. He he stayed silent. He stayed silent. And that should tell you everything you need to know about the guy. Then you go back even before he was in office. You're talking about a government, a nation, a national government that is one of, if not the most corrupt in the world. Why do you think everybody wants to operate there? Why do you think Russia's there? Why do you think the Bidens have always been there? Okay, the entire Biden Biden crime family has been involved with Ukraine since Joe Biden was a senator. Why do you think China has such an interest there? Why do you think BlackRock has such an interest there? And again, I want to be clear, this interest is not new. The Bidens were in Ukraine. Russia was in Ukraine. The World Economic Forum was in Ukraine. The Chinese Communist Party was in Ukraine. Everybody had their hands in Ukraine long before Russia invaded. There's a reason for this. The country is corrupt. Now, I'm not talking about the people, okay? Let's be clear. I'm not talking about the Ukrainian people, but the government of Ukraine, for since their inception, and was uh, between 99 and 2004, I forgot exactly when the corruption really started. But even when they were part of the Soviet Union, they were known as one of the most corrupt satellite countries of the Soviet Union. Okay, <laughs> I mean, this is it's just what Ukraine is. Again, I'm not ripping on the Ukrainian people, I'm talking about their form of government and the way that they've they've been basically infiltrated by corruption, by the oligarchs, by the globalists, 
since their inception as a as an independent nation. And then once the color revolution uh, put forth by Barack Obama in 2014, that only took it to a whole new level. And then you've got Joe Biden going in and saying, oh, oh son of a gun. You know, they fired him. Talking about uh, the the uh, prosecutor who was going after his son at the time, amongst others, Burisma and everybody else. So corruption is there, always has been, which is funny because today's news shows that Zelensky is going after corruption. But is he really, or is this a cover-up? I would argue that this is much more of a cover-up than it is you know, him trying to do what's right. Uh, over the Daily Caller, Zelensky purges top Ukraine leaders amid corruption allegations. It's by Michaela Burrow. Several high-level Ukrainian officials resigned Tuesday amid corruption allegations, including a deputy defense minister accused of overpricing something. Oh, Got to move this. Overprice, overpaying on a contract for military food rations. Let's get that back. Kiev said its largest leadership shakeup since Russia's invasion exactly 11 months ago demonstrated President Vladimir Zelensky's desire to root out government corruption, according to Reuters. Three top ministers, a deputy prosecutor general, a deputy head of the president's office, and a deputy defense minister left their post Tuesday after Zelensky hinted at personnel shifts Monday, and several regional governors also resigned, the New York Times reported. And there's a quote from um, senior advisor to the to Zelensky, um, Mikhailo Podolyak. There we go. I think I got that right. He said Zelensky's, and I think it's a he too. Could be a girl, but I think it's a he. Um, Zelensky's personnel decisions testify to the key priorities of the state. Now let's stop there and clarify what that means. The key priority to the state is to keep the money the arms, the the aid of all sorts, including uh, from companies, not just from the United States and other European nations. Uh, it's, also, it's coming from everywhere, from individuals, from rich people, from, from non-government organizations. They've all, they're all pouring money into there or whatever, pouring whatever they can, sometimes arms. And why are they doing that? Because Ukraine is the ultimate filter, okay? Ukraine... Ukraine as a nation is where a lot of people go if they want this money to go to that person without anybody knowing about it. They want this money laundered in a way that it can be distributed to, say, less than honorable people or organizations or even other nations. Ukraine is a filter. It's like a black hole of corruption. Knowing this, you can always look to the top. And I'm not saying that it's impossible for a president or any leaders of Ukraine to ever be honorable, but chances are very strong that if they are, they're not going to win. They're not going to be installed into office unless they can be controlled, corrupted, and do the bidding of the powers that be, those who are pulling the strings in Ukraine as a nation. So standard operating procedure when the hounds are closing in. When corruption is about to be exposed, what do you do? You get rid of your lackeys. You, you, you create scapegoats. And I would argue that these people that are suddenly resigning today, that they are all scapegoats. I'm not saying they didn't do anything wrong, but I'm saying this is how, you know, who do you, how do you cover for the president? You get people under him to fall on their swords or you force people 
to fall on their swords one way or the other. Now, uh, here's another quote. Back to the article. Another quote from uh, Podoliak. The president sees and hears society, and he directly responds to a key public demand, justice for all. I am laughing so hard inside right now. That is just hilarious. But I'll continue. Deputy Defense Minister Vyacheslav Shapovalov. I got to stop trying to pronounce names. The Deputy Defense Minister was among those booted Tuesday following a local news report alleging he was involved in a defense ministry contract paying inflated prices for military catering services. Catering? I thought they were in the midst of a war. They're getting catering? (sighs) The defense minister allegedly paid two to three times the retail rate for supplies like eggs. Now, let's stop right there. If he's paying two or three times the rate of eggs, that must mean that he's uh, paying in gold because there's no way you can afford to pay two or three times the supply on eggs. Of course, that might just be here in America. Who knows? Uh, Like eggs and potatoes in a $360 million contract. On December 23rd, Ukrainian newspaper Zerkala uh, Tuznia reported on January 21st, according to the local uh, outlet, the new voice of Ukraine. Do you ever feel like you're stuck in a rut? Break out of it and take control of your future by training for a new career at Arc Labs Welding School. In as little as six months, you can learn the skills employers are looking for and start a new career in an important and in-demand field. From complete beginner to industry veteran, we have classes for all skill levels featuring hands-on training on a schedule that works for you. Stop thinking about a new career and make it happen. Classes are enrolling now. Visit arclabs.edu to get started today. That newspaper said, if one waits through the document, they will see that catering services uh, service is specifically separated from the cost of UAH $30 million, that's $820,000, uh, that is about 0.2% of the total contract value, not even 2%. Okay, so, yeah, that sounds like, okay, so they, they cater, they brought in some some steaks instead of burgers or rations or whatever. I get it, I'm, I'm not defending them, but... Sure, it sounds kind of sounds kind of mild as far as corruption goes, unless there was other corrupt. You know, how do you cover up cor- corruption? You cover up the big corruption by showing people little corruption. And they, oh, we got them on that little corruption stuff. Yeah, uh, uh, Shapovalov and the Defense Ministry denied the report, but said his removal could help restore trust in the country's military, which is waging a brutal war with Russia that is extracting a heavy toll on Ukrainian citizens, uh, civilians. Reuters reported, Ukrainian people and the country's international partners have raised concerns about the government's history of, gr- of graft and corruption. Graft? Maybe it's grift. Hmm. Graft and corruption, according to the New York Times, although that has not prevented billions in military aid from flowing into Ukraine, and they want more. And I'm not going to play it, but there's an article. You can find it over at uh, com. An article where even Tucker Carlson, not even, but Tucker Carlson is calling out the um, Republicans who are now pushing to continue to push aid. Oh, great, we, we got Republicans to take control of the House. That's the good news. The bad news is they're still sending aid to Ukraine, or at least some of them want to. It's ridiculous. Don't even get me started. Uh, 
blah, 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 blah. Uh, uh, Sapovalov's departure will ensure the military remains stable and ensure objectivity during additional clarification and possible investigations. Uh, that's according to the new voice of Ukraine. Ukraine accepted the resignation of president's uh, office deputy leader, whatever, <laughs> Tuesday, but did not specify the reason for his ouster. Well, I think I have an idea of what that could be, but, you know, we're just speculating at this point. Zelensky announced a new rule Monday night barring officials from traveling abroad for purposes other than official government business, possibly referring to Deputy Prosecutor General uh, something or another. Ten-day holiday in Spain over the New Year's weekend. According to Reuters, Ukrainians widely criticized the trip while fighting with Russia did not let up. And that's, look, we rip on our politicians. Joe Biden goes on vacation every week. We rip on our politicians for invading, but at least we're not in the midst of our for invading. <laughs> for uh, Freudian slip. We uh, we rip on our politicians for vacationing because there's turmoil here in the United States, but at least we're not at war. Ukraine is at war, and you got these guys going to Spain to uh, to dance, I guess, to, to eat, eat good food. Zelensky, you know, oh yeah, I already got that. Um Simoninko left his post Tuesday according to his own wish, allegedly. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. After the break, I'm going to talk about eggs. Should you buy, and this is something I, I pre recorded, so be ready for that. Should you raise chickens? I say yes. Folks, the majority of our pharmaceuticals, the ingredients in them, come from China. They are controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. We're already seeing supply chain issues. Pharmacies are running low on a lot of things. And if the crap hits the fan, as a lot of us think it may in the very near future, you will want antibiotics. And the best way to get that is to go to jdrucker.com slash meds. You'll be able to get a teleconference with an actual doctor. And then they'll send you meds. They'll send you like five different versions or types of antibiotics for the different ailments that could that could hit us. These are great for long-term storage. You will you will want them. And it's one of those things where if you if you need them, then you'll want them. If you don't need them, then at least you'll have them. So, and here's the thing: if you don't have them, you're almost certainly going to need them at least sometime in the near future. So, jdrucker.com/meds. Should you buy chickens? It's one of the most common questions that I receive, not far behind questions such as, are we in the biblical end times and is Anthony Fauci ever going to go to jail? Should you buy chickens? Yes. There you go. That's it. That's the whole show. Thank you guys. God bless you. Oh, you want me to to elaborate? Well, I will. Uh, But the short answer is absolutely positively yes. You should raise chickens. If you have the means... If you have the, the the room, the land, and, and it's not too much, but if you have a big enough backyard, basically, uh, and if you have the physical ability to do so, to, to raise chickens, and it's not a ton, you know, basically, can you afford them? Do you have a place to put them? And can you handle it? That's And, of course, there's also the, the other item of, you know, is it is it legal? Can you know where, where you are? Do, are you going to be breaking 
breaking some regulation from some city, state, or local local government body. Those are all questions that you need to answer for yourself. Now, obviously, if you're living in an apartment, it could be challenging. If you're living in like like where I am in Southern California, where my backyard is tiny and the grass isn't real, it's not practical for me. Someday, I was just talking to my wife. We were talking about how someday I'm going to be able to to build my chicken coop and get me get me five, ten chickens or however many I can get. And uh, we'll we'll have eggs. We'll always, well, not always, <laughs> Lord willing, we'll have eggs indefinitely for, for a long period of time, we'll say. You know, depending upon how things go, maybe it might be good to literally raise them, not just have the have them on on hand to lay eggs, but also to to get into the process of of actually raising chicks and and getting them into to chickens and all all that stuff, roosters and and the the more challenging part. But at the very least, in my humble opinion, you should be if you have the means and all the all the prerequisites, you should be raising chickens. I've got three reasons why. And uh, let me go ahead and just show the screen here. Let's see, three reasons why. This uh, I have this article over at Discern Report. Should you raise chickens? And just like I did with the show, uh, in that particular article, I start with yes, that's it. That's the whole article. Well, it could be if you have the means, uh, if you have the space, and if you, of course, have the, the capability. And, of course, last but not least, if you aren't going to be breaking some stupid regulations saying that you're not allowed to raise chickens for some reason where you live. and if that's the case, I would strongly recommend moving. And if you're living in a city, like an apartment or anything like that, I would still strongly recommend moving. Whether you want to raise chickens or not, you don't want to have another, like, Atlanta, like, over the weekend, or pick a city, any city. There's just, this is where they're going to come after us when they do come after us. So I put together three reasons why, and there's, I'm sure, tons of more reasons out there. And I'm sure there are a lot of a lot of reasons not to raise chickens. I'm not a chicken expert, okay? But I did a little bit of research and I've had some experience with chickens, not personal experience where I was doing the raising, but I have known people. I've um, we have one relative on each side of the family that raises chickens and so we have a we have had our taste pun intended. So speaking of taste, that is the number one reason or and and these are in reverse order. When I say it's the number one reason, technically it's the least important reason, but hey, we're going in reverse order. So the least important reason is that they do taste better. For a long time, I didn't really buy into the notion that fresh eggs were any better than the store-bought eggs. Then I tried some. My aunt raises chickens, as does my wife's sister. Both of us had separate opportunities to try actual farm-fresh eggs that, that were laid within 24 hours of us eating them by chickens who were raised in backyards. Don't let anyone tell you there are no differences between grocery store eggs and uh, and and farm fresh eggs or backyard fresh eggs, if you will. It's not even really a comparison. Then there are the health benefits, which I'll, I'll let you guys do your own research on that. But from what I've heard, farm fresh eggs are just simply more nutritious. Number two, they are, the, it is cheaper in the long term. Now, I didn't, this wasn't the case just a couple of years ago. You know, I did the math. I, I was even talking to my aunt. I'm like, okay, so, so if eggs are cost, they cost what, like, like, few cents, dime, whatever, and not much more, a couple, 20 cents, it's, eh, you know, how could you possibly save money with all the chicken feed and all that stuff? I, don't, I just didn't see it because that was their reason was for that. Now I look like an idiot and they look like they were prescient because as the price of eggs continues to skyrocket, those who do have chickens are, are sitting pretty. 
Chickens are actually pretty cheap to buy. Building or buying a chicken coop can cost anywhere from a couple hundred bucks all the way up to thousands. Now I've seen you know, on average around five or six hundred bucks. Places that I've I've inquired, and that's for a small coop, a coop that's big enough for for a few chickens. Um, the feed and other regular expenses are rising, though they're not terribly expensive just yet. Compare that to the price of eggs, and suddenly it's clear how around one egg per chicken per day can add up in the long term to tremendous savings. But then, of course, the most important reason why today, you know, I've, I've been recommending eggs, by the way, or chickens, for about a year. And that was before what we're seeing today. And it was because I anticipated essentially what we're seeing today. And I'm not alone in that. A lot of people have. Nothing special about me. <clears throat> Even though I was right almost all the time. But anyway, so indefinite supply. Let's let's call it how we see it. The powers that be are in the process of eliminating and eventually outlawing natural forms of protein that aren't insects. They want us eventually to eating lab-grown meats or cricket burgers as our primary sources of protein. And by eventually, I hope everybody understands that we're talking about months or years, not decades. Chickens properly raised and cared for can produce anywhere from three or four eggs per week to an egg per day each. That's five to eight grams of protein, not to mention other crucial nutrients produced per chicken per day. And you combine that with a freeze-dried protein bucket, which you can get at LatePrepper.com. LatePrepper.com. Scroll all the way down until you see the, the protein bucket, and you get chicken, freeze-dried chicken, you get freeze-dried beef, and you get freeze-dried um Egg, egg, whole egg powder, uh, all combined and last for like 10, 15, 20, 25 years. Be sure. And if, if, if you do go there, go use promo code prep2023. That'll get you 10% off prep2023. Or if you're a big spender and you're spending more than $777, use uh, code prep2030 and you'll get 15% off. So there's an incentive to buy a couple of buckets. Combine that with, uh, with your, your eggs that you're going to be producing from your chickens, and uh, you have a long-term supply of real protein from real animals instead of relying on the government's mealworm lines. And that is going to happen, by the way, folks. Okay, let's be clear about that. The government, through public-private partner, public partnerships, when the, the crunch for food and, in particular, protein does happen, and it's going to happen, I'll put a 95% certainty of that, that it happens you know, sometime in the next three to four years, possibly this year, more likely next year, but but I would say by 2025 or 2026, it's almost certainly going to happen. And when it does, we're literally going to be waiting, not we, you and me, but other people, most Americans are literally going to be waiting in lines. They used to be called bread lines, but these are going to be cricket lines, mealworm lines, lab-grown meat lines. You'll get your, your voucher, have to show proof of that you've gotten your 37th booster shot, but but um, you'll get your voucher and you'll be able to go down and get all your fake meat that you that they're trying to force down your throat. Anyway, you get the idea. And if you're thinking about buying and raising chickens, you're not alone. According to the this article below, this article I'm about to read to you, at least in part, by Tyler Durden over at Zero Hedge, people are becoming more and more interested in the idea of raising chickens. Uh, the article is titled, A Crisis Sparks Soaring Interest in Backyard Farms. Yay! COVID supply chain snarl, and I'm going to read through this really quickly because I want to get to the, the kicker here. COVID supply chains chain snarls turned millions of Americans into, quote, preppers overnight. The run on toilet paper, food, guns, ammunition, and other essential items for survival pushed millions to consider preparedness for a crisis. 
Remember all those old school school preppers? The media used to refer to them as extreme and even called them tinfoil hat conspiracy folks. But during the shutdowns, those folks were right, and the mainstream media got it wrong. The next shortage underway is eggs. Readers have seen our notes on supermarkets nationwide running out of eggs. The egg shortage is so severe that last week, the U.S. Customs and Border Protection reported that egg smuggling... Do you ever feel like you're stuck in a rut? Break out of it and take control of your future by training for a new career at Arc Labs Welding School. In as little as six months, you can learn the skills employers are looking for and start a new career in an important and in-demand field. From complete beginner to industry veteran, we have classes for all skill levels featuring hands-on training on a schedule that works for you. Stop thinking about a new career and make it happen. Classes are enrolling now. Visit arclabs.edu to get started today from Mexico has erupted. Why is that? Well, a dozen great A eggs in the U.S. have topped $4.25 at supermarkets. In Mexico, a 30 count of eggs is about $3.40. So you get almost three, you get two and a half times as much uh, for for less. So, duh, of course people are going to go down there. U.S. egg prices have topped the national average gasoline per gallon price at the pump. As a result, the egg crisis, internet, as a result of the egg crisis, internet search trends on Google show Americans are panic searching where to find egg laying hens for their backyard. The search trend where to buy chickens near me erupted to a near multi-decade high. Buy chickens near me searches exploded across the U.S. Besides the COVID spike, how to raise chickens has spiked to levels not seen in a decade. Over the last several years, food insecurity has pushed many Americans to create little backyard farms, something their parents or grandparents did more than half a century ago. Living off the land was standard decades ago, but as metropolises sprung up, people relied more on a corporation or even the government to provide food. Soaring distrust in government and corporations had transformed many into preppers following the pandemic shutdowns when some supplies were were impossible to find. People don't want to be left empty-handed when the next crisis arises has led to a new generation of preppers and the normalization of being prepared. And if there's one silver lining to all of this, all the craziness, you know, the, the lockdowns, the, the mandates, the uh, everything that's, that's happening with the supply chains, chickens getting cold by the tens of millions, cows dropping dead, fertilizers skyrocketing, food costs in general skyrocketing, a government that says, oh, it's only like 6% when it's like, like, it's like 20 or 30% in reality. We're seeing people finally starting to wake up. I'm one of them. Look, I am a late prepper. I dabbled in prepping, I guess you could say, back in 2011. And by dabbled, I got a couple of bug out bags and a couple of buckets of food, right? Got a freeze dryer, not a freeze dryer, a dehydrator. Well, now over the last year and a half or so, I've dedicated much more of my time researching, learning, experiencing, buying, preparing, storing away, packing everything I can. As I mentioned, I don't have my own chicken coop in the backyard. But, I mean, we have talked about it if and when we do finally, Lord willing, move out of Southern California into a a nicer, better, safer, cheaper place, (laughs) cheaper state, we join the exodus from this this, uh, horrible socialist Marxist state of California, then yes, I'm going to make sure that wherever we go, we're getting into a home where we can raise chickens. It's that important, folks. They're going to do, I mean, it's coming. It is coming. They are already in the process. It might not be as apocalyptic as I think it's going to be, but they're already in the process of of slowly but surely whittling away at your ability to to 
purchase and to, to have proteins. This is why I've been so bullish about, about um, long-term storage food. Because for many of us, that's the best choice. It's not the best choice for those who have the means. Look, if you can, if you can just go out, live off the grid, buy a homestead, go move out to you know, Idaho and live completely off the grid and have your own chickens, maybe your own goats, maybe even got enough room for, for cows, you know, um, your own garden or even bigger than a garden, a little mini farm or you know, homesteading you know, to whatever degree you can to where if and when the crap hits the fan, you're in good shape. You're away from cities, the cities that are going to be collapsing, where they're going to, these will be the epicenters of control, chaos, martial law, if and when the societal collapse that I anticipate does come here in the next few years. So, but not all of us have the means. That's why, like I said, I, I mean, I'm, I prep, I've, I've got, or I'm not a full-blown prepper at this point. I don't know if I'm ever going to get to that stage unless somebody wants to donate. I don't know, a couple hundred thousand dollars, because if you really want to, if you really want to do it and you got a big family, that's kind of what it takes. It's not just about, you know, getting food. You need to get water storage, long-term water storage. You have to have the ability to generate your own energy, generate, you know, handle your own sewage. You know, being able to truly live off the grid means being able to survive no matter what government forces upon you. Can't have any attachments whatsoever. And we're not there, but we do prepare as best we can, especially with, like I said, long-term storage food, ammunition, precious metals, physical precious metals, trying to, to do everything we can. And uh, it's funny because I was thinking, I was starting to do a show or do show prep for a show in the near future that dove into basically all the steps that you need to go through. If you want to go from, hey, you know, today I've decided to become a prepper and I want to be fully prepared by X. I was going to go through that plan. I realized that well, there's no way I could fit that into a show. I'm, I'm talking, I couldn't fit that into a two-hour show because everything that's really, truly required to get there, it is, it is very detailed. Number one, it's not complicated and it's not complex, but it is detailed. It, it does require a lot, of, a lot of action, quite a bit of, of resources, money, and certain situations and trying to make it fit into everybody's situation, I decided, you know what, that's a longer project than just trying to do, sh you know, show notes for a day. This is something I'm going to have to spend some time doing. And, but then, you know, they say something worth doing, it's worth doing right. So that's what we're going to do. Speaking of doing things right, we are also in the process. We just purchased some cows. Okay. Our cows are, are getting ready to be, they're, they're going to go to slaughter next month. When they do, we will be selling beef, frozen beef, out of box, but it's not just frozen beef. We're going twofold. We're taking both sides of the, the I guess, you know, eat better uh, coin, okay? Eat real meat today with our frozen steaks, ground beef, roasts, whatever. But you'll also be able to eat eat great tomorrow, if and when the crap hits the fan, because we're, we're also going to be selling freeze-dried beef chunks, freeze-dried Sealed in mylar bags with oxygen absorbers, so they can maintain maintain their their nutrients, stay good for for years, for decades. This will be, I believe, will be uh, the first of its kind. The combination of both frozen frozen food, fresh, freshly frozen. Okay, again, we're we're not just going out and buying a bunch of bulk meat from 
Costco or whatever, we're actually, we bought cows and we're slaughtering cows and we're having them cut the way we want them, put them into boxes and, uh, you know, the, the freezer, the, the, uh, what are they, shipping boxes where you can put in dry ice and all that good stuff. Oh yeah, long story short is that this is coming and it is first comes to first serve. We, we started off with 10 cows, which as somebody told me, that's woefully too little, but we have access to tens of thousands of cows in the long term. We just, we, we're trying it out and see what the demand is for 10 cows. And then we might go to 20, 30. We'll see. If you're interested to be first come, first serve, get out there right as soon as we launch. Um, then go to jdrucker.com slash beef, jdrucker.com slash beef, and just let me know. Let me know. Sign up. And it's by sign up, it's literally just give me your email address so that I can send you, hey, we're, we're ready to go here and check it out and, and order your beef. Freeze dried, frozen, or both. So that's good. That's good stuff. After the break, we will be uh, talking about, I don't remember, but we'll see. Stand by. So let's be honest, the vast majority of long-term storage, survival food, prepper food, it's just awful. I mean, it just tastes tastes really, really bad. And uh, that's why they expect us to to eat during the, the apocalypse. Well, if the crap hits the fan, I'm going to actually be eating good food. I go to LatePrepper.com, a website that I built based upon two partnerships, the two companies that produce actually really good food. No need to set up a bulk discount. Doesn't matter whether you buy one or ten. There's no no hidden fees here. As a matter of fact, we charge the same price that the the source companies charge. The difference is we actually have exclusive discounts. Use promo code PREP twenty twenty three for ten percent off, or for the you big spenders, use code PREP twenty thirty for fifteen percent off on orders of seven hundred seventy seven dollars or more. Go to LatePrepper.com and eat well for the apocalypse. All of the stuff that's happening with Mike Pence, with Ukraine, it all comes down to deep state, right? And I know that's the easy cop-out. That's the thing that anybody who's in the conspiracy theory world, the deep state, deep state, globalist, deep state, but... Here's the thing, you know, I vividly recall a conversation that I had, uh, gosh, I guess it was about, I'd like to say 2019-ish, might have been 2020, but I think it was 2019, actually, could have even been before, it's been a while, but it was a conversation that I was having with a gentleman who, he's retired now, but he worked He worked for um, Customs and, and Border Protection. And he worked there for, for years. And he, you know, I was trying to explain the deep state to him. And he just wouldn't buy into it. He wouldn't believe it. He didn't believe it could even exist. He thought that I was crazy. He just said, look, there's no way that there's a this cabal of people within our government, a shadow government, so to speak, that's that's made up of, of intelligent, former intelligence officers and current intelligence officers, former generals, former colonels in the military. People that were a part of the uh, or are a part of the military industrial complex, as well as bureaucrats, government officials in general, even elected officials. How could they all be working together and nobody else knows about it? I said it's because other people do know about it. The problem is they've been because they have so much control over media, because they have so much control over big tech, because they have so much control over pretty much every aspect of American life that they 
they can get away with stuff for years, decades, or even indefinitely, and we're not going to know about it. And he just wouldn't buy into it. It was funny because I had to send him an article. He was always a a big Alan West fan. As a matter of fact, he called for Alan West to run for president. He wanted Alan West. He wasn't he wasn't a never Trumper. He liked a lot of things Trump did, but he would pref- have preferred somebody else. And Alan West was the guy that he preferred. And I had to send him an article one day saying, hey, here's Alan West talking about the deep state. Tell me what you think about this. And he's like, oh, you know, I'll look into it. And he finally, uh, I, we stopped talking. We actually had a little bit of a falling out. But about a year later, I was reading one of the articles that he posted on some other website. And he was talking about the deep state. And, um, you know, it, it is what it is. People come around sometimes. They do. Tucker Carlson has recently been talking a lot about the deep state. And there was a, it's been a few days now that he ran this segment, but it was a very important segment talking about the documents, you know, document gate with Joe Biden. And now, of course, we've got Mike Pence involved with his own document problems. And according to, to Carlson, he drew parallels between what's happening to Joe Biden and what did happen before to Richard Nixon. I thought that the, this particular segment, it didn't get nearly as much attention as I, as I thought it should, but it was so interesting that I did want to play it for you guys, because it, just in case you missed it, because it really is compelling. Are they, or is the deep state trying to get rid of Joe Biden? Now, I've argued in both directions. There was a time before the election when I said, you know what? As soon as the election's over, they're going to get rid of Joe Biden. Then I uh, relayed, a uh, based upon a couple of sources, information that said, you know what, they're going to keep Joe Biden. And after much debate, they decided, hey, Joe's not, not so bad after all, especially if he can just get us through to 2024, us being the powers and principalities, the, the globalist elite cabal, if he could just get, get us through to 2024, maybe maybe that would be a good thing. And I think a lot of it had to do with, with uh, they just didn't want Kamala Harris. In there, they couldn't trust her. So the point being is that now it seems as if I'm back to, and a lot of people are back to, hey, they're trying to get rid of, of Joe Biden. Tucker makes a great case here for how this might all tie together. So let's play that. So if you want to understand, if you really want to understand how the American government actually works at the highest levels, and if you want to know why they don't teach history anymore, one thing you should know is that the most popular president in American history was Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon. Yet somehow, without a single vote being cast by a single American voter, Richard Nixon was kicked out of office and replaced by the only unelected president in American history. So we went from the most popular president to a president nobody voted for. Wait a minute, you may ask. Why didn't I know that? Wasn't Richard Nixon a criminal? Wasn't he despised by all decent people? (laughs) No, he wasn't. In fact, if any president could claim to be the people's choice, it was Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon was reelected in 1972 by the largest margin of the popular vote ever recorded before or since. Nixon got 17 million more votes than his opponent. Less than two years later, he was gone. He was forced to resign. And in his place, an obedient servant of the federal agencies called Gerald Ford took over the White House. How did that happen? Well, it's a long story, but here are the highlights, and they tell you a lot. Richard Nixon believed that elements in the federal bureaucracy were working to undermine the American system of government and had been doing that for a long time. He often said that. He was absolutely right. On June 23, 1972, Nixon met with the then CIA director, Richard Helms, at the White House. During the conversation, which thankfully was tape recorded, 
Nixon suggested he knew, quote, who shot John, meaning President John F. Kennedy. Nixon further implied that the CIA was directly involved in Kennedy's assassination, which we now know it was. Helms's telling response, total silence. But for Nixon, it didn't matter because it was already over. Four days before, on June 19th, the Washington Post had published the first of many stories about a break-in at the Watergate office building. Unbeknownst to Nixon and unreported by the Washington Post, four of the five burglars worked for the CIA. The first of many dishonest Watergate stories was written by a 29-year-old Metro reporter called Bob Woodward. Who exactly was Bob Woodward? Well, he wasn't a journalist. Bob Woodward had no background whatsoever in the news business. Instead, Bob Woodward came directly from the classified areas of the federal government. Shortly before Watergate, Woodward was a naval officer at the Pentagon. He had a top-secret clearance. He worked regularly with the intel agencies. At times, Woodward was even detailed to the Nixon White House, where he interacted with Richard Nixon's top aides. Soon after leaving the Navy, for reasons that have never been clear, Woodward was hired by the most powerful news outlet in Washington and assigned the biggest story in the country. And just to make it crystal clear what was actually happening, Woodward's main source for his Watergate series was the deputy director of the FBI, Mark Felt. And Mark Felt ran, and we're not making this up, the FBI's COINTELPRO program, which was designed to secretly discredit political actors the federal agencies wanted to destroy, people like Richard Nixon. And at the same time, those same agencies were also working to take down Nixon's elected vice president, Spiro Agnew. In the fall of 1973, Agnew was indicted for tax evasion and forced to resign. His replacement was a colorless congressman from Grand Rapids called Gerald Ford. What was Ford's qualification for the job? Well, he had served on the Warren Commission, which absolved the CIA of responsibility for President Kennedy's murder. Nixon was strong-armed into accepting Gerald Ford by Democrats in Congress. Quote, we gave Nixon no choice but Ford, Speaker of the House Carl Albert later boasted. Eight months later, Gerald Ford of the Warren Commission was the president of the United States. See how that works? So those are the facts. Not speculation. All of that actually happened. None of it's secret. Most of it actually is on Wikipedia. But no mainstream news organization has ever told that story. It's so obvious, yet it's intentionally ignored. And as a result, permanent Washington remains in charge of our political system. Unelected lifers in the federal agencies make the biggest decisions in American government and crush anyone who tries to rein them in. And in the process, our democracy becomes a joke. Now, you may have noticed that the very first person in the Trump administration the agencies went after was General Michael Flynn. Why Flynn? Because Mike Flynn was a career Army intel officer who ran the Defense Intelligence Agency. In other words, Mike Flynn knew exactly how the system worked. And as a result, he was capable of fighting back. Four days after Donald Trump's inauguration, the FBI lured Mike Flynn into a meeting without his lawyer, concocted a series of fake crimes, and forced him to resign. So that's how things actually work in Washington. Let's stop lying about it. Joe Biden, meanwhile, whooped like a hyena when the Justice Department destroyed Mike Flynn. So there is, we have to say, a certain perverse justice in watching something very similar happen to Joe Biden himself six years later. Joe Biden does not deserve our sympathy. He's being shafted, but don't weep for him. And yet the rest of us do deserve a better system, an actual democracy, 
When people nobody voted for run everything, you are not living. <laughs> I assure you, that was not intentional. I did. I don't know how I cut off right there where he says, "If if yada yada yada, you are not living." I'm sure he ends with, "You are not living in a democracy." But uh I cut it off with, "You are not living." In other words, we're all dead, and that might not have been a uh, the right place to to stop that you know it does speak though to the the idea that so much of this seems out of control and i always i always have to remind myself again make sure that people understand that don't lose hope don't lose faith just because things do seem so bad it seems as if we're outgunned and i mean it's not even close it seems like we're taking a rowboat up against an aircraft carrier sometimes when you look at the the powers and principalities all they've got and then other times like I, you know, I was saying before with uh, the Mike Pence situation, it seems like maybe the Uniparty swamp is crumbling. Maybe the powers and principalities are, are backing down. I did see a lot of stories, and I should probably uh, maybe even talk about some of those on the next episode. A lot of stories where you know, basically we've we've reached peak globalism, and maybe the the World Economic Forum and and all their their minions and cronies, maybe they don't have. Maybe they overplayed their hand. Maybe they haven't. Uh, they don't have as much control over everything that's happening as people like me give them credit for. And by credit, I'm not giving them good credit. It's, it's ugly credit, but it is. You know, I think they do have a lot of say in what goes on in the world. I always said like this, and for those who are new to the show, you know, maybe pay pay close attention. We may or may not, and I'm I'm a Bible believing Christian, so this comes from that perspective. We may be in the end times, we may not be in the end times. It sure seems like we are. But then again, there have been people in the past who thought for sure that they were living in the biblical end times. I would say at this point, I'll put it at about 70% chance, 70-30. 70% chance we're living in the end times, 30% chance that, and when I say living in the end times, what I mean is that the the end, the 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 events that are detailed in the book of Revelation and other books that those events are going to start unfolding or are in the process of unfolding as we speak. I put about a 70% chance. There are certain signs we have to see before we know for sure, and we haven't seen all of them yet or even most of them yet. There are, We've seen some, and it really depends upon your interpretation of what those signs are. But here's the thing. And this is what I always tell people. It doesn't matter as far as we're concerned. Our mission doesn't change. If we're in the end times, great. We spread the truth. We try to wake as many people up as we can. We live our lives, we stay, we try to be protected, and we fight for things that are good. We fight for our nation, we fight for our families, we fight for our communities. Most importantly, we fight for, and fight's the wrong word, we, we obey our God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We read our Bibles, we pray, we spread the gospel, we do all the things we're supposed to do if we're in the end times. And if we're not in the end times, then we spread the gospel. We pray. We <laughs> we do the exact same things. We prepare. We try to fight through this. We spread the truth. We fight the good fight. Our mission going forward doesn't matter. Or well, not to say that our mission doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether we're in the end times or not, as far as our mission is concerned. We still pursue the truth. We still pursue righteousness. We we are people we are humans therefore we can never be truly righteous 
but that doesn't mean we, we should never strive for it. We cannot live a proper biblical life, but that doesn't mean that we need to abandon all of it. We do the best we can in all things, whether we're in the end times or not. If we are in the end times, then hallelujah, because it means we're going home soon. And we still, we're going to go through some suffering, maybe a whole lot of suffering. Maybe it'll seem really, really bad, but know in your heart that it's, it, it ends great for us forever. And if we're not in the end times, hallelujah, we can fight this. We can win. We can defeat the globalists. We can defeat the, neo, defeat the neo-Marxists. We can eventually defeat the deep state, the military-industrial complex, all the various bad guys, the World Economic Forum, the Council for Inclusive Capitalism, the, the Democrat Party, many in the Republican Party, the Uniparty Swamp, we'll call it. There are so few in Washington, D.C. that we can actually trust, let alone believe in. And when I say few, I mean really just... It seems to be fewer and fewer every time. We oh, we won some. Yay, we got we got this person in, that person in office. Yay. Well, we need a lot more than that. How many do we need? More. <laughs> it's always going to be more until we have a hundred percent control with America First uh, patriots in control of government. Until we have our freedoms, especially our freedom to practice our religion freely. So we have all those freedoms completely intact. We it'll never be enough. So the point, and will we ever get there? No, we won't. Will we get to the point to where we even have a majority control? And I'm not talking about Republican majority control. I'm talking about America First patriots controlling the destiny of the United States of America, at least from a from an earthly perspective. Obviously, our destiny is is being controlled by by uh, God on high. As far as any influence that we might have, we'll never have, in my humble opinion, at least not in my lifetime, I don't expect we will be able to achieve complete control over the happenings in government with people that are truly fighting on our side. I don't think that's going to happen, but we still strive for it. Do I think we can overcome the wokeness? Yes. Do I think it's going to be easy? Absolutely not. Do I think there's a chance they could win? Absolutely. But we still fight. Don't let me get you down. That's the point I'm trying to get at. I talk a lot about a lot of uh, doom and gloom stuff, but I can do that because, again, I'm I'm very confident. I'm very firm in my belief system. I'm very firm in the realities, the truths of the Bible. So I have, I would say, a uh, an above average tolerance for the bad news because I also, like I said, I know how the story ends. I know what the Bible tells me. So nothing makes me fearful. Nothing makes me truly, truly, I, I don't get depressed. No matter how bad things are, I don't get depressed. Because again, I know this is this is all temporal. We have much greater things ahead. So the point is, no matter how bad I get, no matter how doom and gloom the stories are, it's to hopefully to wake you up, to wake as many people up as possible. It's the truth. Because that's really what we're fighting for in everything we do. Lord willing... I will be back very soon with another episode. But in the meantime, you all stay strong, stay safe, and God bless.